Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. I am Barry Miracle, and hopefully I'm going to be your dream coach for the next 35 minutes or so. We just got done a series on love, and today we're starting a brand new series that I'm probably going to do maybe about four or five uh, different episodes, and I'm going to start off with this series. Well, which let me tell you what the series is. It's It's a series on the prophetic. And uh, some people call me a prophet. I've been ordained as a prophet. I'm actually hired as the uh, prophet of the house for Desert Stream Christian Fellowship, where I pastor there, one of my uh, titles there. Um, but uh, so I've been walking in the prophetic and I've been on the Canadian Prophetic Council and um, uh, different prophetic councils in different places in the world. Um, anyway, uh, so I have a, a little knowledge on the prophetic, but I'm going to start off, instead of just teaching you on the prophetic, I'm going to give you a prophetic word that is coming up for 5782. And if you don't know what that is, that's the on the Hebrew calendar. Um, the Hebrews believe, uh, Israel believes, uh, that we are in the year 5781, but come this September 6th through the 8th, we are entering into a brand new year of creation of 5782, and that is the year, if you're walking down the streets of Bethlehem or you're in Israel somewhere, they say, oh yeah, by the way, what year is this? And they would say, pay bet, which is the, um, in the alphabet, uh, 80 is the number, uh, is the uh, sorry pay is the the numerical value of pay is eighty and the numerical value of two is bet or bet is two and so um, that's how the Israelis do it the Jewish people do it so anyway um, I want to start off this series uh, on the prophetic with actually a prophetic word that I believe the Lord has given to me to get us ready uh, so we're in the the year of the open mouth pay also looks like a mouth it's an open mouth and uh, bet is uh, looks like a house in the uh, typographical um, teachings of the Jewish um, alphabet. So bet looks like a house. Uh, houses, and you, this is where you get Bethlehem house, uh, Bethsaida. It has house in it as well, the place of. So uh, we are in the year of the open mouth in the house. Open mouth in the house. So the Ruach HaKodesh, the holy breath of God, is about to speak and breathe significantly significantly through his church. The ecclesia of God is about to get her roar back. So before I go any further, I want you to understand that this is... Um, and please hear what I'm saying and not what I'm not saying. This is a word of invitation, not condemnation. So this is a word of invitation, not condemnation. So here we go with what I believe the Lord is sharing for me to get ready 
for the next 26 days. We're getting ready because God is about to come significantly. The church of God is about to get her roar back. So, so much chaos in the world, but God is about to send significant words into the house, the very ecclesia of God. The church will receive such accurate words that it will Forget all about the trauma created by the mixture of the soulish and, and spiritual wor- mixture of the last season. There was a mixture of soulish and spiritual words in the last season. A lot of prophets have been apologizing and all that. But I want to tell you, these words, and we don't hold anything against anybody. Hear what I'm saying, not what I'm not saying once again. My point is, God is about to send such accurate words into the body of the Lord Jesus Christ and through the body of the Lord Jesus Christ that is going to be begin to eclipse all the negativity of the prophetic in the last season. Come on now. There will be a release of signs and wonders and miracles through throughout his ecclesia and into the world, throughout his church and into the world. And at the very time, same time, God will be releasing great healing throughout his body. The trauma is about to be released from people's lives. The trauma that has come from the last season, there's going to be such healing in the body. Get ready for a, a supernatural spirit uh, of faith is coming and healing is coming in the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. It will be the great and terrible day of the Lord because of everything that will be happening at the same time. He will be releasing so much revelation right in the midst of great unrest. He is still speaking in sp- in parables. God is still speaking in parables and he's about to release mysteries um, and great secrets, even in the midst of the unrest. And this is what he did. Oftentimes he would speak to his disciples when there was a tumult going on and there's crowds of people and all these around. And he would be dropping these, um, these heavy revies and these, uh, gold, golden nuggets into the disciples lives right in the midst of all the unrest. So he's still speaking in parables. You must be in the cadence of the spirit in this season to be led into some of the greatest victories the church has ever seen. Keep your ear close to what the Lord is saying. There has been a great shaking that has come to the church and everything that could be shaken has been shaken. And I've been telling people, if you're still around and you still have a a glimmer of hope and you still have some faith and you're still believing, you're still standing, guess what? You made it through. The shaking is nearly done in the house of God, but now get ready for the great healing that is coming to the church. Then at the same time, as the great shaking is ending in the church, it will begin to be ramping up in the world and the world will be suffering greatly. And this will be the turning point. Church, do not be dismayed when you see things shift and the and confusion come. For even as I have provided for the saints of old, I have even set up provision for my end time church. These things must take place for the great shift to happen. For this fall will be the fulcrum of time, and I will be and will be you sorry and will be used as a pivot point for the turnaround season. Let me say that again. These things must take place for the great shift to happen. For this fall will be the fulcrum of time and will be used as a pivot point for the turnaround season. Do not be dismayed when you see governments topple and great purgings happen in in the heads of states around the world. These are the 
these states that are going to be removed, these people that shall be removed, they, they're the ones that they thought they got away with it. And they said things like this, aha, according to Ezekiel chapter 36. And you can read that if you want later. But there's, there's leaders around the world that have been scheming and planning and and saying we've got the we've got it we we're making our plans are working and they're saying things like this according to Ezekiel chapter 36 aha the ancient heights have become ours they thought they were getting away with it but i the lord say to you this day that i'm causing even the high places to be toppled and the demonic strongholds that stood even as the king of the north is about to come down and will only be but a day and everything will shift and the harlot will be no longer ruling from the north. That stronghold of control, manipulation and perversion shall come down. We are about to feast because of our enemies. We are about to feast on our enemies. We are about to feast for our enemies and we are about to take the positions of our enemies. Get ready, Ecclesia. Get ready over these next 26 days because God is coming and he is coming like we've never seen before. So we are about to feast because of our enemies. In 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 3 and 4, get away from here. This is what it says. Get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. Verse 4. And it will be that you will shall drink from the brook And I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. Getting there. Obedience and an ear to the spirit will cause supernatural provision in this season from the very table of your enemies. Provision will come even like it did for Elijah, right from the table of your enemy, right from the table of his enemy. Elijah prophesied about the drought and the drought began to affect him. And and so God said to Elijah, get up from here and go to the brook Cherith, for I'm sending the ravens there by just um, here's an interesting point. Cherith means to cut as in cut covenant. Get to the place of covenant. Get to the get to the place where the rivers of living water are flowing because of covenant. That you admit, that you we have moved from unity of the of the past, uh, and we're moving into covenantal union. We're not just coming around something, a, a cause, but we are actually living in the midst of covenantal union. We're being upgraded from Psalms one thirty three and into John chapter seventeen. I won't go any more into that. And then he says, "For I'm sending my ravens there." The only place that was not suffering from the drought that Elijah called forth. For three and a half years was the table of the greatest symbolic enemy of God's chosen people, Israel, and that was Jezebel. Jezebel was the only one that had all kinds of food, all kinds of water, and the ravens were going and picking it up. God is about to give you resources right from your enemy. We're about to feast on our enemies. Mark chapter 1, verse 6. Now, John was clothed with camel's hair and with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. Mark chapter 1, verse 6. The greatest of all men born under the old covenant was John. And John kept strong by eating locusts and wild honey. Did you know that the Bible says that of all the greatest, all of the men of the Old Testament, the greatest man, the greatest prophet was John uh, the Baptist? 
Come on, did you hear that? Of all the men of the Old Testament, greater than Moses, Elijah, greater than than, uh, Abraham, greater than all these. Jesus said this himself, that John was the greatest. And the way he kept himself strong was by eating locusts and wild honey. But here's, check this out. But he who is is least in the kingdom is greater than John. That's you. Anyway, that's that's for free. That's listen to one of my other podcasts. I get into a little more depth about that. So John and all those that carry the spirit of Elijah and all those that are preparing for the way of the Lord feast on their enemy. Prophetic people, can you hear me today? You like John, you feast on your enemy. <laughs> What does that mean? John was eating the very thing that would typically destroy the harvest. He was eating the locusts. Part of John's sustenance was to eat the the very thing that would try to eat his lunch. John also was energized by eating wild honey. Wild is the Greek word there, um, agrios, meaning local. Honey has been known to represent revelation. So something that gives prophetic people energy and strength on a regular basis is getting revelation from their own promised land. Wild, it, it said he ate, he ate locusts and wild honey. It wasn't just locusts. I mean, sorry, it wasn't just honey. It was wild honey. But that word wild doesn't mean it was just, you know, indiscriminately. It was wild as an agrios. Agrios is the Greek word, which means local. You need to be in your promised land. You need to be in your place of obedience. In the midst of that place is where you'll be energized and you'll be strengthened and you'll be have the gasoline. John 4, 34 says, um, Jesus said this, my meat is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Our meat and our sustenance is in the midst of our obedience. In our midst of our obedience, we're getting revelation. And this is what, energy. I'll tell you, nothing gets me more stirred up and nothing gets me more um, energized in the things of the spirit and, and empowered to even be strong in my soul and, and healed in my body is when I'm receiving revelation because I'm in the place of obedience. So as we position ourselves to receive the greater grace because of the evil of the day, and we receive real-time revelation in our place of obedience, we will be strengthened for this season that we're about to come into. We're about to feast um, for our enemies. Psalms chapter 23, 5, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. We don't just feast on what the enemy is causing us to tap into because of the evil of the day, which is his greater grace. 2 Corinthians 9, 8, it says that, and God is able to make all his grace abound to you so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound to every good work and charitable donation. God's grace is God's enabling power, and God sends more grace when there's more opposition. So we're not just feasting on our enemies, but we're feasting for our enemies. So what in the world does that mean? Let me tell you exactly what that means. We are actually feasting for our enemies in this regard. Your enemy is never mankind. They think they're your enemies. These people that are saying all manner of evil against you and despitefully trying to use you, these people are being used by the enemy, okay? So if you wear, a, so I'm going to get in, hang on a second, just let me, <laughs> help me not to get ahead of myself, Father, God, in Jesus' name. I said this for years. 
if you wear an earth suit, you will never be my enemy. So we are feasting for all the people who are being used by the enemy to try to accomplish his diabolical plans. So you have the great privilege of being placed in the midst of chaos to bring forth order and release grace and mercy to all those that are saying, all those that are saying all kinds of all manner of evil against against you and despitefully trying to use you. Don't, ladies and gentlemen, don't automatically try to get out of these uncomfortable positions and places. Taking into account that God may have placed you right in that place because he is trusting you to minister to one of his precious dreams that were, were wrapped in flesh that came here on purpose, with a purpose, for a purpose, but they've missed the mark and, and atrocities have come and traumas have come and the abuse has come and, and they didn't know what to do and they grew up and all of a sudden they're, they're walking down a path that God not, not call them for, but he placed you in there in, in, in right in front of them to feast with grace and mercy. And he's trusting you to release it into their lives. You could be the one that is causing them to get back on mark, on point. You could be the pivot piece that will shift the day. And then we are about to take positions of our enemies. Isaiah 61, 6 in the AMPC translation says this, but you shall be called priests of the Lord. People will speak of you as ministers of our God. You shall eat the wealth of nations and in the glory that once of your captors shall be yours. The glory once that of your captors shall be yours. And I feel I must say this to you right now. The glory that once of your captors is now yours. You just need to get a revelation that you've been placed back into dominion, that you've been you've been translated from the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light. And of course, according to Colossians chapter 2 verses 11 through 15, you, you the enemy's been stripped of all of his authority, that, that your sins have been were nailed to the cross and you died and you were uh, res- died and you were resurrected with the Christ and you've been placed back into dominion and that you're a co-heir with Christ Jesus and it's time for you to take your place that is yours where is your place of dominion take your dominion today the glory that once of your captors is now yours take your place in this next season and rule and reign shift through this this shift through the shaking will turn the place of prominence over to you and into the hands of the righteous. Hallelujah. The glory that once of your captors, their places and their prominence and their platforms in which they used to rule over you in the last season is now yours and has been yours actually for about 2,000 years. But now is the Kairos time for you to receive these places, not just in heavenly places, but you're about to receive them in the physical and soulish realm as well. Come on, somebody say amen.
Somebody say amen. Come on, say, I want my stuff. I want my place. I, I want my stuff back. I want my family back. I want, I want my integrity back. I want my character back. I want my car back. I want my house back. I want my wife back. I want my husband. I, I want my stuff back. Amen. So this is what I, I think the Lord is saying as well. Get ready, get ready, get ready, for I am coming. Ready or not, here I come, says the Lord. Ready or not, I come. 5782, here I come. I shall come through the house. I shall come through the house, says the Lord. I shall come with more of me than you've ever seen. I shall come in signs and wonders and miracles. I shall come with grace and mercy. I shall come with power. But my ecclesia must be getting oiled up now. It's time to receive the oil. The wise virgins were receiving the oil. The foolish are are being stupid, dull, and are shutting their mouths. The Lord says, call on my oil, for it is time to get oily, says the Lord. I shall come like I have never been seen through the open door of my readied ecclesia. I shall come like has never been seen through the open door of my readied ecclesia. Those that are not ready will be blown away for indeed this will this shall be the time the the great and mighty the great and terrible mighty day of the lord the great and terrible day of the lord for the shaking has hit my church but the shaking shall hit the world and i will cause even the coffers and the treasuries to be turned over to the kingdom of god in this in this season get ready for i shall do great signs and wonders for those who are ready says the lord oil up and get ready first samuel 16 says how long will you mourn for saul the past kings of your life how long will you mourn for the way things used to be? Fill your horn with oil and go. Fill your horn with oil and go. Whenever you see a horn uh, in the Bible, the horn represents power and authority. Whenever you see the horn represented in the Bible, it represents your strength. Saul was anointed with a flask of the human hands, made with a human hand. David was anointed with a horn from the nature of God. The Lord is saying today, it's time for the fathers and the mothers of the faith to rise and strengthen themselves and fill their horn with oil and go anoint the next kings. Your deliverance, prophetic people, is to fill your horn with oil and go and anoint the next kings that will usher in the glory and rule and reign of our majesty, the King, Lord Jesus. Amen. It's time to fill your horn. It's time to turn aside and strengthen yourself like David did. David, on on the fifth time of his offense, the, the fifth time that he was the enemy is trying to take him out through offense, that his men spoke of stoning him that day when Ziklag was burnt down and all the children and the wives were gone and all the stuff of his mighty men, of the 600 men of David, all gone. Ziklag destroyed. Then they spoke of stoning David and David didn't do anything. He just turned aside and he strengthened himself. There's a strengthening you can do by reminding yourself of the goodness of the Lord. Anoint yourself by getting into your promises that are yes and amen. Anoint yourself by calling on the oil of the anointing of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Call on the seed of life to to penetrate into the yokes of slavery that have been in your family line for generations and, and call forth the anointing to lift off the burden and destroy the yokes and get ready. 
for he is coming in an unprecedented move of the Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. I just want to, oh, praise God. Well, that's a word that I feel for this season. I, I, I want to do a, maybe a little bit more teaching. I've got like about 10 minutes. I think I might be able to do it. Uh, teaching just on how to um, even go a little deeper into this word because I, I talked about the five foolish virgins that in this season they look pretty because it doesn't say five uh, prostitutes and five virgins. These are all ten chaste virgins who are ready and looking for the bridegroom to come. But the one would not speak and fill up the oil in their jars. They didn't tap into the anointing. They just said, same old, same old, looking to get back to the, the way things used to be. I want I want my life back the way it used to be and, and mourning for the old kings. And, and in Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 through 13, and I'm just going to do a little teaching here. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Even in the time of great outpouring, which we're heading into this fall, we still need to go to him. The Spirit is still saying, come up here and I will show you things. Like in, also in Colossians chapter 3, 2, where the, there is a mindset of going up a cognitive, intentional seeking of the things that are above where Christ is seated, an intentional setting of your mind to fill your thoughts with heavenly realities. Verse 2, now five of them were wise. The Greek word for wise there is uh, phronimos, meaning wise, prudent, and sensible. I'm praying that's who you're going to be in this season. The five foolish Foolish is the Greek word moros, meaning stupid or dull. Moros comes from the root word masturion, meaning dull or stupid, as if to shut up. I believe that the Lord is sharing with us that these foolish virgins did not speak about the mysteries of heaven. They didn't call forth the promises. They were just satisfied with going to heaven. They, were just, they, they, they would not speak a now word. Prophetic people, I'm talking to you today. Everybody that is in the kingdom, they are apostolic prophetic people. That's just who you are. Paul the Apostle, I said, I wish that they all would prophesy. You can all prophesy. And when you prophesy is when you begin to release the Spirit of God into your situation and you begin to, begin to operate in the mysteries, in the, in, in the graces of God. These foolish uh, virgins are shut up because of religious ceremonialism. They were shut up because and not prepared because of all the things they saw but refused to speak about. And that speaks in Isaiah chapter 48, 6 and 7, where it says you see all this, but you won't prophesy. You see all this, but you won't speak about it. And then in verse 7, it says, I'm creating... Uh, some things now that were not created 
from the beginning. God wants to create with you. God wants to create and release the kingdom of God through you. So keep prophesying, keep decreeing. If, if you don't know what it is and you say, well, I don't know how to prophesy, you just get into your word, find the promises of God. I think there's be, there's about more than 4,000 promises in the Bible that you can begin to just speak out loud. I have confessions that you can go to my website at wakeupintoyourdream.com or barrymiracle.ca. Go there and find some confessions and begin to speak and prophesy the word of the Lord. Verse 3 of Matthew chapter 25, those who are foolish took, which is the the word uh, lambano, which means to lay hold of their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels, which is agion, meaning vessels, and from the root word uh, agkale, meaning the bent arm as ready to receive something to carry. So the, the, the difference is there was just a, a laying hold of their lamps, but they took no oil with them. But the wise ones took and positioned themselves in such a way that they're ready to receive something. Verse 5. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered. The Greek word nastazo, meaning to nod off. They all began to nod off. And they slept, which is the the Greek word kathudo, meaning death or moral or spiritual insensibility. But the wise ones ahead of time, because there, there, there's a season in which there, you know, it says you need to work while it's still light because dark is coming. We've been in a dark moment. But what did you do before this dark moment came? Did you, uh, did you get ready for what God was doing? At the midnight hour, the, 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 at midnight, this is verse 6, midnight, Greek word mesos, meaning in the middle of it or in the midst of it, there was a cry. Cry, the, the word, the Greek word krog, meaning crying out, clamoring against another. In the midst of the, the crying out against each other, and in the middle of it, at the midnight hour, in the middle of it, there was a crying out against each other. This is one of the signs that we're, because everybody's been railing against each other. Christians against Christians and Democrat in the Democratic Party and in the Republican Party. And they're railing at each other and the, and, and the liberals and the conservatives and they're coming against each other in this, all this, the things in the Black Lives Matter and All Lives Matter and all these different things going on and all the different agendas left and right and all the, the crying out and the clamoring against another. There, there was heard and you get ready. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then the, those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. Even at the time of his coming, there's time to trim your wicks. It seems like there's a time to put in order and arrange to adorn. Verse 8, And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. The Greek word for uh, for going is uh, sabenumi. Sabenumi, meaning to quench or of fire or things of fire. Verse 9, but the wise answer saying, no, lest there should not be enough. The Greek word um, for enough there is archaeo, meaning to keep off. Oh man, I don't have time to get into all of that. 
for okay uh no less there should not be enough for us and you but go rather to those who sell the word um there for those who sell is the greek word polio meaning to exchange or barter and buy for yourself and while they went to buy the bridegroom came and those were ready um the Greek word for ready is the word hatoiamas, meaning ready because of the necessary preparations done. They went into him to the wedding. This is really important. The Greek word for wedding um, it has to do with becoming one through intimacy. There's a comp- consummation of the covenantal union that's happening. This is what the, the word wedding means there, becoming one. And then the door was shut. And here's the what I wanted to get to. After the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, as surely I say to you, I do not know you. That word know is the Greek word ido. Most people think of this, would think that this word was the Greek word genisko, that is a theologian, or people that would study the word uh, significantly. But it's not, it's the, it's the Greek word ido, which m- means to see or to perceive with the eyes. It's almost like the Lord is saying this. He says, I don't know you, but he's saying to you, I can't see you. I really wish I could see you, but I can't see you. You you haven't positioned yourself. You haven't made yourself ready to me. So you're not recognizable to me. You're not wearing my anointing. You didn't get oily. You didn't get the oil on you so that that I could see you. So when I come. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to I want to suggest to you very strongly and and once again this is an invitation not condemnation but a strong invitation to don't miss the move of the spirit this is a lot of people think that this is an eschatological scripture but i don't believe it's necessary talking about jesus coming back and 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 setting up his rule and reign in jerusalem I, i believe that he's coming with another significant move before he does that a move of his spirit and sweeping in of the harvest and the shift of the wealth of the wicked into the hands of the righteous but he's But when he comes, he's got to see you. How can he see you? He, you will be wearing the anointing. You'll be wearing him and he will recognize you. Once again, it said here in verse 11 of um, Matthew chapter 25, afterward, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, as surely I say to you, I do not know you. That's the Greek word, ido, which means to see or to perceive with the eyes. I can't see you. Because you're not anointed with my oil. Call for his oil and be anointed in this season. Get ready. Get oily. For he is coming like he's never come before. In Jesus' mighty name. Well, I hope this charged you. I hope this challenged you. I hope that you are ready to receive the goodness of the Lord that is about to be released your turnaround season your healing is coming the power is coming but when he comes will he see you and will he bring you up and into will you be able to be enveloped into the move of the spirit it's up to you and you got 26 days to get ready 
This is Barry Miracle signing off for now. Love you. Take this very seriously. Listen to this a few times. Please share this. This is very important. This this word about fill your horn with oil and go anoint. Get oily. Get anointed in this season. Please share this. Please make this go viral. If I could even use that terminology. Can you please make comment and share this all over the place? Because it is a significant word. Because you only got, well, by the time you listen to this, you're only going to have like 24 days before the time comes of of the new year of 5782. I love you. Get ready. Get oily. You're beautiful and you're tasty because he called you salt and light. (laughs) You're tasty and you're brilliant because he called you salt and light. Once again, it's an invitation, not condemnation. Receive the word of the Lord and enjoy these next several podcasts as we get into the prophetic. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say, you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.